Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado. Super excited to be here with you on another episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are committed and super excited to share the stories um, and journeys behind the entrepreneur or people behind the brands and products that we know and love. As you know, it is our mission to empower you with the truth about cannabis and hemp so that you can make educated so that you can make educated decisions about how you want to care for yourself, the people that you love, and the conditions that you may be suffering from, or otherwise preserve your already incredibly healthy lifestyle. At the end of the day, this is all about how we can thrive instead of survive. So if you are a person looking for products that you can depend on to to deliver the results that you are looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. And if you are a budding entrepreneur or an existing brand who are hitting bottlenecks in your business with merchant processing, banking, advertising, manufacturing, stable supply chain, distribution, any of the above key necessities that you need to grow your business, we are here to help. Check us out at theemeraldcircle.com for tools, tips, tricks, resources, and relationships you can use to break through the glass ceilings. On today's episode, we are going to be talking to probably one of the best branding uh, companies that I have seen in the CBD space thus far. Freed is committed to providing the highest quality, organic, broad-spectrum CBD products on the marketplace. Freed was designed to be a reliable force in the chaotic world, providing people who seek relief using CBD and other natural products with a healthy, safe, and natural solution run by husband and wife team, Marshall and Quay Ghetto. Super excited to have you guys on. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're really happy yes. to join you. Thank you for having us. Yes, of course. Why don't you guys take a moment and share with me a little bit about Freed? How did you, what what's your background first of all, and how did you end up in the CBD space? That's a really great question. So, I um, basically we we met uh, about now going on about almost seven years ago, a little like, but and uh, and then and fell in love and got married. And soon after, we decided to start a business together. Um, so we started a business based on uh, something that we were passionate about. Uh, and and at that time, it was basically I had quit smoking after 20 years, trying to improve my health, and and you know obviously be be a good husband. So we we actually started with like smoking cessation or vaping devices. So that's where we kind of came from in our background was was that industry. Uh, over the course of the years, we we started having family members who had health issues that were related to cannabis uh, that they could treat with cannabis. So my 
Uh, my father is a great example, um, who at the time was 83 years old. This is in 2017. And he had pretty debilitating uh, arthritis. And so he had tried a whole host of solutions uh, from his doctor prescriptions, uh, you know, both, both ingestible prescriptions as well as topical prescriptions. Mm-hmm. And none of them were really giving him the relief that he was uh, seeking. I mean, he still took him, you know, he, he couldn't get out of his car normally. He couldn't chase around our kids. And, and it was being, uh, it was really impairing his, his quality of life. So uh, he came to me one day and said, hey, someone in my coffee group told me I should look into something called, uh, you know, he called it uh, CDB. <laughs> so cute. Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about, Dad. Let me look into it for you. And, and I'd already, we'd already been doing a little bit of research about it because we found it fascinating um, just watching the uh, both anecdotal, you know, stories and the research start to play out on cannabinoids. And uh, and then we realized there was a real opportunity there, right, Wayne? Yeah. So for me, my background, you know, uh, seven years ago, I met my you know, lovely husband. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm new immigration, came here. So when I came to the uh, U.S., I saw there's a lot of opportunities. My culture, you know, is all the, you know, Chinese people, you know, we, we, we I live the same very um, high pressure, you know, um, it's very busy, you know, and you always... You're always looking for how you survive, you know, how you um, make your life is better. So when I came here, I see so many opportunities. The reason we started our first business because, you know, I saw Marshall, you know, he tried to quit smoking. I asked, what's that? What have you used? When I see his use a small advice, make me scared. I thought, oh, you know. Is that, uh, you know, something he used drug related? I was, I, after, you know, we have this open conversation, I know, okay, that's, that's great. He's trying to quit smoking. And, you know, um, so when, when, what, when we, when we, uh, you know, when after we married, you know, we, you know, we have to, you know, fight very hard and, you know, to, uh, to build our life together. So, you know, the big motivation is, you know, we, we really love each other. We wanted to make sure, you know, in the future, our life will be, you know, stay happy and healthy. So uh, that's the reason we started this business. And also, you know, it's for me personal, everything we do, we always see what is the value for the life, you know, what can bring, you know, people improve their healthy. So, um, you know, a few years later, you know, we see, you know, because our family members, so we see this opportunity. And at first, my husband, you know, came with this idea, talk about, you know, we start to do CBD business. From my culture, you know, we think every, from my understanding, is marijuana. Everything related with marijuana, um, it's drugs. I was really scared. I said, no, we, we are not going to do this. You know, but, you know, uh, we... Marshall is a pretty knowledge, you know, he, he did, a, you know, did a lot of research and, you know, uh, I know there's one called CBD is purely, you know, non-THC, nothing can make you high. So I'm really into that. And also, you know, he helped me, you know, educate, understand what is a CBD. And yeah, that's, you know, um, 
that's how we start. Right. You know? So, and at that point, at that point, we went to some, you know, some workshops and conventions during 2017, and just purely tried to like immerse ourselves in the education that was happening um, that a lot of people were partaking in, and trying to just get better understanding of how we could be part of uh, kind of this broader movement. Um, and that's basically how we we got started. So we we wanted to kind of get free going in 2018, which we we did, and. Um, you know, it took a long time to work, find find the right base uh, and, you know, partners whether, whether from extraction side and, and processing side and everything else and just trying to bring a really holistic and organic product to market as much as possible. So it's uh, it's been a, it's been a great journey so far and we're, it's just it's just starting to really take off. So it's pretty, pretty exciting. And then as we were going through kind of the testing components of, of the products we were developing, you know, Hui found that she, you know, as a <laughs> stressed-out working mother of two, that she actually found a, a lot of utility for CBD as well. I bet she did. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, I really struggled after my after um, having my baby. First of all, great story. I'm like, I could not be more in love with the husband and wife team because I work with my husband, too. And even though there are you know, moments where I chase them around the kitchen with a frying pan. Um, (laughs) They're the, the core of our relationship is really, you know, how much we love each other and, and what kind of life we want to build for our family and what kind of legacy we want to leave um, in the way of education and knowing that we've created a massive impact. Um, so I, I love hearing your guys' story and I love how, how you weave in, you know, the core of your, of your goal and your mission, which is stemming from the love you have for one another and the love you have for people, you know, the health that you want to experience in your own lives and in the lives of your family, but also how you want to help replicate that inside of your community and, and with further outreach for your company, I think is really, really sweet. So thank you for sharing that with me. Um, and I'll tell you, I can totally relate to the feeling of being, since you mentioned it, um, to being stressed, you know, overworked, overtired mama and trying to figure out, you know, what can I use to, manage my stress or manage my anxiety or, you know, boost my energy when I need it. Um, that's not going to create some other side effect or a high, you know, a high peak of energy and a low crash like coffee would do, or, you know, any of these other extracts that I was taking. Um, CBD has been, and, and cannabis both. I, I use both, um, you know, cannabis more so in the evening time, high CBD strains. And then, CBD, um, generally non-THC during the day. So I think it's just so multifaceted and I think people are using it for all different types of reasons. And from the feedback that I get from my community, the things that I would never even expect it to work for, um, I get, you know, incredible testimony on how it's helping them. So every day I myself get educated by my, by my own clients. And every day I get a little bit more inspired of what's actually possible working with this plant medicine. I come from California where cannabis culture 
was thriving. I'm from, you know, the San Francisco Bay Area, Northern California, Santa Cruz, like cannabis culture is thriving there. And a lot of people believe that hemp, quote unquote, is for building materials and clothing, not necessarily, (laughs) not necessarily for health products, right? We're we're obviously we're based in California and, um, you know, and uh, we, I, you know, but we're, and we started our business in Southern California and, uh, and I moved down here from Oakland and I, I was born in San Francisco, but, uh, there is, I mean, I think there's a shift there, you know, um, over time. It's interesting though, seeing where the major hemp grows are, cause it's not necessarily in California in America, No, <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think that's interesting, but I think way, you know, you just kind of hit the nail on the head earlier with kind of some of the experiences Huey had with kind of coming around to CBD as well, um, with, with, in her life. Yeah, so, you know, the CBD, you know, I personally uh, use it for every day. I really want to share, you know, when my really touch moment, you know, so, you know, when, you know, we ran into a company and the personal for me, you know, also have two kids struggling at home. So when I, you know, when I start using CBD, it's really total different, you know, um, different mood for me. So, you know, uh, first, you know, at the daytime, you know, there's so many things on your list, you know, uh, every day. So yeah. I start to use like the, the, the vapable CBD because that, that one you can, after you use, can hit very fast. Yeah. And, you know, and it keep me very, very mellow, you know, and uh, it's that really was- su- surprised, you know, I have so, you know, I have, hundred things on my list, but I get done with my really relaxed, happy mood. And I don't get chased around the kitchen with a frying pan as much. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to up my dose. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as much. It still happens. Don't, you know. You know, that's how I, you know, my daily routine look like. But when I arrive home, you know, it's first, you know, we have a toddler and we have a baby at home. Once we pick up from daycare, and first thing, right home, you know, struggling, two kids, cooking, prepare everything. But, you know, I use CBD just, just make me feel everything is much smooth. And, um, you know, I don't feel that, that emotion is struggling. I just feel things get done in a very happy way. So as after, you know, I put the kids asleep, you know, I hold the little one. It's just emotionally make me happy, very happy way and cry because, you know, I just think that, you know, it's every day is a challenge, you know, as mom, you challenge about, you know, your, you know, your family and, you know, also as a full time, you know, working and the challenge about your, your, you know, your business running. So, and when, after I, you know, I, that moment, I just hold my baby. It's all my thought, all my thinking is so positive. I just focus on the moment. I think how lucky I, I am. You know, I really appreciate what we have today. We have so, you know, beautiful, you know, lovely, healthy kids. And the, you know, the, you know, uh, so I just, Think about, you know, the daily challenge, you know, you're financially, you're working, you know, you're as a mom, you're also struggling. 
it's not it's not it's not the point I focus on. I'm more focused on happiness side, positive side, and just make me feel you know very motivated. You know, everything when I hold my little baby, see his sleeping, it's I think you know I say okay, that's that's my big motivation. That's you know uh, every thought you know in, because women always emotion. But you know when I when I have this feeling, I know that's the you know that's the CBD power. You know so yeah. yeah yeah. So I mean, as you can see, like you know we've. Definitely kind of going back to what you also mentioned earlier, you know, we had these really positive experiences in our own lives with our, like with my father. Now he can get out of his car like a normal person and, and chase around his grandkids and, you know, ways, you know, definitely experienced a lot of positivity from her life, even as we were kind of exp kind of experimenting with, with prototyping our, pro our products. And, you know, and so, and then when we, you know, the more research we've done, the just more exciting it is because you talk about kind of, bringing that passion and love out to the community. I mean, it's really it's like just we follow constantly all the new research that's happening on so many different fronts, you know, with uh, with uh, CBD and cannabinoids and how they're being used to treat such a huge range of issues. And, you know, I just spent probably about a 20, we basically had our, our, our kid's pediatrician call me uh, to ask if I'd talk to one of his patient's mothers about her autistic daughter um, and, and kind of walk her through some of the research that we found. And, you know, and that was, I, I like cleared my calendar for that call because that, to me, that one call was, it was the most, it was the best thing I've done all week. Um, you know, and listening to her story about her really sweet daughter, Sarah, and all the challenges that they have and, and, you know, kind of sending her information and, you know, they just wrapped up a really great, uh, not just wrapped up, but recently wrapped up a, a really great 60 person, like 60 child study in, uh, Israel, uh, of autistic children. Yeah. And, and that's the first real human study that's been done. Everything else has been, uh, with, you know, non-human study. And it's pretty exciting. I mean, that's, you know, you, and of course, there's all the anecdotal or, or individual cases you can find video evidence of and, and you know, listen to parent stories about. But, you know, it, she, you know, really I, just hearing the hope in her voice for something that could help her with her with with uh, Sarah's issues was, you know, that that's that's kind of what we wake up for every day now. And, you know, and, and being able to bring that kind of you know, do some, do our part to try and bring that kind of good products and reliable relief to people. That's, that's just really, really exciting to be part of. Yeah, man. Incredible. I absolutely love this story. And by the way, uh, Marshall, it is literally no wonder that you are in love with this woman. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Like, I was just listening to her talk and she's like, oh, just stay with the positive feeling. And I'm like, is this my fucking Tony Robbins? Like, <laughs> I am motivated right now. Like, I was depressed this morning and I feel better. Like, no wonder you're like, I would quit smoking. I would stop oh, drinking. Yeah. Like, I'd run a mile, whatever, whatever, whatever you want. But like, I'm oh, absolutely. You want to hear how we Can met? Can I be your sister wife? Like, I'm ready. <laughs> totally. You want to hear how we met? Her Her car broke down, and I helped her with her broken down car while she was on vacation in America from China. Oh, get and out I of here right now with your notebook story. <laughs> it's the real truth. Yeah. Yeah. So it, You guys it are was, a rom-com. You're a romantic comedy uh, right now. We are. We are ridiculous. It's, it's, it's beautiful in, in simplicity, and it's also just, we're really lucky. You know, if we wake up every day feeling 
I'm really lucky. <laughs> but, oh my God, I love this. <laughs> yeah, so it's great. And, um, but, you know, and that's, that's the energy that we try to take when we, you know, whether it's building out our team, building out our brand, like, you know, deciding what, who to work with in the industry. Like, we're really looking for people on that same wavelength. And that's, and that's been a real, like, kind of a fundamental, kind of almost like a pillar of what we're doing over here. And, um, you know, and that's really guided all of our, all of our actions and decisions. Oh my God. What an, inc- I mean, the energy that like, I'm very much into like energetic vibration and understanding like how, you know, how universe puts things in your path and how you can, you know, really yeah. leverage that flow of the universe to, to get to where you want to go instead of working against the grain, just being, I say, pick up your feet and let the current carry you. So yeah. it's, it's beautiful to hear that that's very much a foundation of how you guys live, but also how you guys work. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, inevitably so with all of the superpowers of positivity in the world, there are still, especially in this business, significant challenges that test your faith, that test and make you question, you know, direction, all, you know, choices, all of these different things. And in my years of working with entrepreneurs in this space at every level, doesn't matter if they're doing 10 million a year or, you know, 10,000 a year, there is always challenges. So I know that you guys have built in this short time period, you guys have been able to build your organization. You're now currently employing around 20 employees, um, which is amazing. The impact that you guys are making already, your, um, your brand is, I'd be totally beautiful. We'll be showcasing all of the pictures and everything in the blog, um, around this interview here. So you guys, you guys check out the links to their, um, social handles and to their website. It's fantastic. Um, and the diversity in your product line is really super cool, but I can't help but know that there's skeletons in the closets. What were some of your biggest challenges in getting this brand started? And what are some of your challenges now while you're trying to grow your business? Yeah, I mean, I can probably take some of that. So, I mean, you know, we really, we got so enthusiastic in 2017 after going to a number of workshops where it really opened our eyes to the enormous numbers of people who could potentially benefit from these products. So that, so as the end of 2017 hit, we're like, okay, beginning of 2018, we're going to start Freed. We're going to, we didn't even actually have a name for it at that point. We're, go, we're going to just jump in and, and, you know, go full bore. And we had to really like reality check ourselves at the beginning. Um, you know, we could have, we could have launched early in 2018 with like, you know, one or two formats and, you know, maybe like three or four SKUs and, and not really have a very well built out brand or message. Uh, and and it just wouldn't have done what we wanted to do. We had to. So one of the biggest challenges early on was realizing, you know, that sometimes taking that more slow, deliberate path and approach is the way you have to go to end up with the right result. Um, you know, in, in retrospect, we're glad we did that because we've seen a lot of people rush into the CBD market with. It's almost like I met one person at, the, at a recent LA trade show, and he was from Canada, one of the kind of you know kind of the OG hemp 
growers there and he said, hey, one thing I want to tell you guys that I really like about what you did is it's obvious you decided on a focused message for your brand and then created product. A lot of people are just growing hemp, putting it in packaging and then branding it. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, I think I, so in retrospect, we're glad we did that. But it was, it, you know, it's been a, it, you have to have a lot of patience. And that was that was very even now, I mean, you know, it's just that, you know, understanding that, hey, we took time to build something we're really proud of, uh, but you have to have patience to do that. And if, and it's, you know, that was a challenge uh, uh, for sure. And the current challenges are, you know, it's a very noisy market. Um, you know, when we sit down with really interested buyers, especially buyers who are coming out of, um, you know, more, I would say, more mainstream retail environments, that can be a challenge because they um, – they, they don't have a lot of education around cannabis or CBD. They kind of come in with, you know, very partial information into the meetings. Uh, you know, I had – I was going to sit down with somebody who's doing buying for a big group, and, and they said to me, well, you know, I've heard that only 30 milligrams or more is effective for ingestibles. Uh, you know, and, and he goes, is that true? And I'm like – no, I mean, it depends on what kind of CBD you're talking about, you know, and, and what and what kind of active content and how it was extracted. And, you know, kind of having those kind of conversations are pretty frustrating. I mean, you know, he also, same person said to me, uh, you know, I, I, I've heard that press pills are, are, are better, act, are more efficient and, and, and act better, you know, are able to be metabolized easier than soft gels. And I'm just like, you know, like, at the end of the day, I had to tell him, hey, whoever probably told you those two factoids are probably trying to sell you 30 milligram press pills. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, it's, but at the end of the day, you know, that education part, just, you know, understanding that if you don't make education key in how you present your, your message, um, you know, if, if like our, 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 our deck talking about our brand is, is basically leads with education because that has to be at the forefront of everything you do. And it's not, you know, it's not like you're, it's not like selling anything else in some ways because there's, there's so much elevation of that conversation that has to happen just to get to the point where you can actually discuss the differentiators of your product. So that's, mm -hmm. that's been a challenge, uh, obviously, as we've gone into the second half of this year and had some of those conversations with people who are really wanting to get in but um just haven't done the legwork yet you need to kind yeah. of help them Quay, what for you what were some of the key challenges in in getting started um or or, or is it a similar thing to what marshall is sharing yeah so um basically we're on the same page yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah. you know i um I've heard this over and over again that education and and this is actually a lot of the reason why I built my business the way that I did. I you know so when I moved over into Cal in, from California into Colorado, it was because I had battled both the legal and medical system for my rights to safe access and my rights right. as a patient in California were violated. Um, and after having to go through you know the legal system and explaining all of my medical condition and so on and so forth. Um, I was actually, my record was totally completely wiped clean and I was able to receive a, a letter of recommendation to come and work with the Department of Revenue here on the voluntary committee that supported the DOR in writing legislation that would legalize cannabis for a for-profit medical model here. We owned and operated one of the first licensed dispensaries in the, um, in the state, including, you know, manufacturing, 
and uh, medicinally infused products and cultivation. So we had all three licenses and we interfaced with and, and, and shared, you know, experience and education with, you know, working professionals, white collar uh, folks, all the way to the retired veterans who were amputees, um, you know, and everyone in between parents, children. I mean, you would not believe the diversity of folks coming through a dispensary just because it was, it was not there before and they wanted to just see what was happening. But the biggest challenge for us was recognizing that while the industry was growing extremely fast with smart, excited entrepreneurs who were putting these beautiful brands into the marketplace, there was still no education, no focus on education that would empower the consumer to understand what product to select, how to use it, how to dose so that they could get the positive outcome that they were looking for. And so we decided to sell out of our business and move into online publishing. And for the last couple of years, it's been our primary focus and mission to bring the truth about cannabis and hemp and help people understand the difference in the delivery systems and the dosing and, you know, what brands are, are, um, you know, built to actually provide the results that you're looking for and which ones are just total bullshit. And, um, you know, there was recently a few different studies that were done that showed eight out of 10 products certainly do not have the active cannabinoids that are listed on the label. And some don't have any CBD in it whatsoever. Um, So I agree with you in the retail setting that there is a ton of misunderstanding, miseducation. And at the end of the day, whoever has the most money and can pay to play to get those, you know, relationships, they get first access, quote unquote, but they're not always the most educated folks. And then you, people who have brands like yourself, who do care and do do the research and, you know, are really focused on quality and and delivering results, end up having to pick up the pieces of that in order to position your own brand. Have you found it challenging? So with that being said, while you're having to go through the re-education process, let's say for, you know, offline distribution in a retail setting, are you finding that the retailers skip over your brand because of what, uh, you know, their miseducation or are you able to, you know, empower them and move them and, and get yourselves placed? Well, I think I think that's the key, right? You just you just mentioned something that you know. Every time I see somebody, especially like a, a larger chain, put you know something that we all kind of know probably isn't going to be effective for most people when they use it on their shelves, it does break my heart, right? Because yeah. the key word is effectiveness. Um, you know, the first time somebody goes to try a CBD product, it needs to work. Uh, for them on some level and you know they're not going after those products because they you know they're they're, they're going to that potential solution a lot of times out of desperation you know cbd is not like their first stop on the road to health right yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) they've usually exhausted a lot of other uh options before they've gotten there and so it really does uh you know when so when we when we sit down with people like that um who are coming out of very, you know, a lot of things that they sell in their environments are 
it might as well be different brands of salt, right, as far as they're concerned. And one's not necessarily going to be better than the other. It just depends on what type of retailer you're talking about. But a lot of them, you know, hey, this lotion is this, that lotion is that, whatever. You know, when they're, they're not thinking about a lot of the – so there's a lot of subtleties about different, you know, how, about CBD and, and its effectiveness and what, what, type of, uh, what type of active content you have and how the extraction process was handled. And it, there's just a lot of that that it's more than they even want to bite off. But when you start making it clear to them that there's, there's a long-term proposition for success – and then there's the short term I can get something on the shelves um, that I that sounds cool or looks cool. There, there, there. You, if you if you really play that out and show them that that long term proposition of making sure it's an effective product that they can stand behind, that they won't have you know a debacle on returns over later, that they'll that they won't be uh, liable because uh, it doesn't have the active content that's advertised on its packaging. Like if you if you can kind of play out those two scenarios next to each other for them, then we're finding that they are really open, and you know we do we 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 do believe that the truth of that message will shine through over, you know, given a chance uh, to, to actually, when you actually sit with them. At the end of the day, they walk out of meetings with us saying, wow, they really know. I had one of them ask me, are you kind of like the Dr. Oz of CBD? I'm like, I really don't like that comparison, <laughs> but, but I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> I feel like you're the kind of person who thinks Dr. Oz knows what he's talking about. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what they're, you know, they, they don't know what they don't know, right? So if you can let them know, hey, there's a whole bunch of stuff you don't know. That's why you should partner with people who do. That's kind of a pretty simple message to get across. When yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, know, I me, agree. I, oh, for me, I also, you know, this challenge, I also see that opportunity because we can see the huge, you know, uh, huge marketing, you know, you know, the the retail retailer skirts and also you know our cbd users also like me you know we need we are very hungry for know this kind of you know, knowledge what kind of cbd is a high quality and a help me so you know that's why you know we have you know we do you know we do our best part from our you know um our team more focus on you know educate the people and you know help me to help them to understand what is you know what is quarantine product what is different you know cbd in the marketing marketing right now and and also we have this program to you know uh, work with our partner our you know retail retailer customers to help help them to educate and help them to uh you know to to sell their product to help their customers. Yeah, we have to we have to help them educate their staff, right? Yeah. So you yeah. can't just product you can't just get them to buy a product that sits on a dusty shelf that nobody working in the store understands how to even basically explain, you know, and, totally. and providing, providing them with materials, doing, you know, in-store demos, um, doing events. That's a really important part of, of what we're committed to over here because, you know, train the trainer scenarios, all that kind of stuff, providing a ton of, um, a ton of information that's easily digestible. And that's, that's real challenge. How do you condense some of this sometimes really, you know, deep research information into simple, easily digestible bullet points that someone can explain to a consumer. And, you know, so that's kind of a mission of ours. And, uh, you know, we're really committed to doing that with our team. 
Love that. What um, in this segment of our interview, I always um, I always add in what I call the words of wisdom, and I think it's so important that as an industry we provide some insight, some advice, some support. Because at the end of the day, we know that we're going to continue to grow. More brands are going to open up. More businesses are going to start ancillary or directly related we as an industry are growing. And it is my opinion that if we work collaboratively instead of competitively, that we can rise and raise the level of professionalism and efficacy in our industry so that we continue to build trust on behalf of this plant and its derivatives. So I would ask you guys, what are some key pieces of advice being where you are now in your business, knowing what you know because of what you've come through, what are some key pieces of advice that you could offer budding entrepreneurs in this space um, that would help them sort of troubleshoot or short path, uh, shortcut their path to success when getting started? You want me to go first? Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think... There's a couple things, you know, really lay out your vision. What do you want to do inside of the space? And you have to be really committed to that vision. Uh, you know, it ha it's 100% effort. It, you can't half, there's no half measures in, in rolling out these kind of products or getting into this, this industry. And then it's about picking good partnerships because you want to make sure that every uh, aspect of your supply chain and uh, and the kind of, that it, the results, especially if you're talking about you know consumer packaged goods products like we're making, that what you're the people you're choosing to work with and the companies that you're choosing to work with, that they're all about doing things uh, the right way. Uh, you know, I, I I really do I do feel for people. I've met a lot of folks, um, you know, especially this year in this industry who they they really want to get in, but um, they've they kind of just took some, they tried to take what they saw as shortcuts, as perceived shortcuts, but really what it was was something that kind of pigeonholed them into limiting themselves. And so that might be, you know, well, I can get isolate for this much a kilo. Maybe I'll just grab that isolate, throw it into a product, and just get something on the market now. Um, you know, that's that's a real, that you got to be careful because sometimes there's a reason that the isolate price is dropping, right? And yeah, sure, it seems like a deal. But it might be a shortcut that comes to get get you later. Um, shortcuts that uh, that will pay off in the long run again are finding trusted people to work with. I mean, even for us, we we were lucky to have a number of relationships with people who had already been doing formulation for products like this. So you know, our our clean room is staffed with a, a couple of people who we brought in from who had experience, and that was you know, in a lot of ways, pure luck. But in in other ways, it just happened to be, you know, part of our broad social network. Um, and so, you know, trying to trying to just find those kind of shortcuts are important. And, and obviously, if you're working with partners, you know what they're doing, a lot of times they're more than willing to share very good information with you that will really help shape your message, your decision-making process. Uh, and that's, that's one of the main, main points of actually working with reputable people. So did you have anything to add on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> she's shaking her head in the affirmative for the whole time. <laughs> she's just she's just there to re you know to reinforce your wisdom, honey. That's oh, just that's what he, that's what she's there for. Her, yeah. 
I'm going to be your sister wife. I'm telling you what, that's, she's like, I can already tell you, you hit the jackpot with her. (laughs) For sure. Um, I'll piggyback on some of those things. Um, and I always throw in my, my two cents here because I'm so inspired and motivated by you guys who are in the trenches every day. And I'm on a completely different side. I get to, you know, tell your amazing stories and I just get to have great conversations all the time. But I'm also in the background facilitating the growth of some of the, you know, more profound businesses that are on the marketplace right now. And quality is always at the very base of everything that we do. And from that place, you can do, you can create so much transformation. At the end of the day, the customer only wants to know, why should I pick this product over what I already know and trust? And will it work for me? They don't care about the packaging. They don't care, but they they just want to know, will this work for me? And why should I trust this over what I'm already taking? And so the education is so, so key here. So let me throw out some of my two cents on this quote unquote psych area of words of wisdom. Um, I'm piggybacking right off of what you said. I think having having been through this myself and experiencing a couple failures and then celebrating a few wins, <laughs> um, I would say that if you spend about 80% of your time and resources on planning um, and 20% on execution, they say measure twice, cut once. Um, I, every single time, bar none, hands down, that is the best way that you can go about starting something new, making sure that you feel like you have done thorough research, making sure that you have really turned over every rock and understanding what your options are when it comes to picking partnerships or packaging or you know having somebody do labeling or, or become a contractor on behalf of you. You really have to know who you're working with and how much you have to allocate towards solving that particular problem or, um, you know, getting past that certain milestone in your business. And it all starts with the plan. Plans can be adjusted, nothing set in stone, but without having that framework in place, you're just sort of shooting in the dark and that can get really messy very, very fast. So failing to plan is planning to fail. 80% of planning, 20% on execution um, is is really the formula that you guys should consider following as you are getting started. Now, I will also second on the picking good partnerships. How do you know who's the best though? Um, And the thing that you always have to work on is partnering up instead of partnering down. Everybody and their mother is looking for an opportunity and chances are the la- the squeaky wheel is the one who hasn't yet tried to figure it or hasn't been able to figure it out themselves yet. The ones that you want to find are the ones who don't want to be found because their their heads are down, their their faces are in the weeds, they are digging in the dirt, they are figuring it out and they are already busy and highly sought after. So you have to make the efforts to find and then build those relationships. Look for the folks who are almost unattainable, the ones that you have to build courage to reach out to, the ones that you get nervous to talk to. Those are the ones that are going to help you up-level the quality of your work and execution because they themselves are already operating at a standard and a level of success that you want to get to. If you go, if you partner down, the energy is quite a bit different and that vibration can cost you a lot of time and money. Bringing your, if you're the smartest person in the room, 
I'll say it like this. If you're the smartest person in the room, there's nowhere for you to grow. You're in the wrong room. Yeah, you're in the wrong room. You have to find you have to find the place where you feel uncomfortable, where you feel challenged, where there's questions to be asked instead of information to be given. You have to put yourself in a situation where you are learning, growing, and therefore thriving instead of surviving. If you're in a place where people are pulling on you for your wisdom, knowledge, and expertise, you got to find a different room so that you can partner up instead of partnering down. And then, and then, um, finally is no shortcuts. One of the biggest challenges in the industry right now is how you are marketing and advertising your brand and business. And everybody is going after the same market, by the way. <laughs> there, in, in the first wave, everybody wanted to solve the baby boomers problems for, and saying that their product was for everybody. What I love about what you guys have done with Freed is that there is something for everybody, but your message is very, very specific. So I feel like I'm being directly communicated to you, whether I'm looking for a face mask or a vaporizer, which are two completely different demographics and two completely different products, but the culture of your company is clearly communicated. So it makes it easy for me to understand the benefit of working with your brand. And I really think you guys did a great job there. And I encourage those of you who are building your brands right now and asking yourselves the question, who am I in the marketplace? That you take your time on this step because advertising is extremely challenging. And while you're crafting your message to attract your ideal marketplace, you have to make sure that you understand, first of all, who you're serving, what problem you're solving for them, and how your products are going to deliver the result that they are looking for. People buy people, not products. So who you are is is going to be first every time to what you have. Everybody has a product, but only you have the unique story the mission, message, and movement that will be created through people purchasing your brand. The goal here is to cultivate a culture or cult following. That is the that is the megaphone that is making it possible for people to buy or advertise CBD and cannabis products right now is building a community of people who are fanatical about your brand and the results it's able to deliver. So do not take shortcuts here. Really understand who you're serving, what problem you are solving for them, and how your product will continue to deliver those trusted results. That's my two cents on the whole scene. Where can people find you guys? So yeah, they can find us at, on our website at freed, F-R-E-E-D dot C-O. That's freed.co. They can also, excuse me, they can also find us um, on our social media on Instagram at freed underscore C-O. Um, also on our Facebook page. Uh, and we're very friendly people. So feel free to start a conversation on any of those platforms. Amazing. I'm so excited to get to know you guys and to be able to, to watch your guys' growth. It's so super exciting. Um, all, for those of you who are tuning in today, thank you so much for being a part of our community. All of the social handings, handles will be listed inside of the blog post here. So make sure you just take a moment to subscribe to the channel as well as 
um, checking out all of the show notes and highlights from today's interview. All of the social handles and websites will be available for you guys to go and check out free.co. Um, I am your host, Sonia Gomez, and this is the Hemp Revolution podcast. Super excited to be on here with you guys again. And thank you so much for being a part of this incredible community. We live to serve you and meet you exactly where you at, whether you are a patient who is using these products to transform your life or a person who is building a brand. Um, Thank you for your contribution to this incredible industry. And we will see you guys on our next show. Thanks, Marshall. Thanks, Quay. I loved having you on the show today. Yeah, no, I, we really appreciate it, Tanya. You're exactly, uh, you're you're just exactly the kind of person we love talking to. Yeah, we have a really great time with you. Thank you. You're welcome. See you guys on our next show. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution. And we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.